This episode is brought to you by Geekade.com, where we create an array of podcasts, articles, and more for everyone, no matter what your geek is. And if you want to help us make even more content, please consider supporting us on Patreon. That's patreon.com slash Geekade. Now on with the show. Warning. The following program contains adult language, adult themes, and spoilers. Viewer discretion is advised. And welcome to this week's episode of This Week's Episode. I'm your host this week, Karen Randazzo, and with me all as <laughs> with me as always, we're off to a great start, is cheese folder inner Chris Randazzo. It's starting to taste more like meat. A guy with some office space in his garage. Evan Goldstein. David, what does burning smell like? <laughs> and heartbreaker Angie Furnot. Well, that sounds like a lucrative career choice. <laughs> this is episode 218 for the week of November 5th, 2020. We are recording on election night. Should it, that explain any weirdness in It's why we're episode. off to a great start. <laughs> Woo! <laughs> Everything is broken. Tonight we will be discussing Schitt's Creek Season 2, Episode 2, Family Dinner. But before we get to that, here's your weekly reminder that you can get in touch with us at mail at geekade.com. Tell us what you're watching to keep your mind off of, oh, I don't know, anything that might be going on this week. Nothing in particular. It's fine. I'm fine. Everything's fine. <laughs> we always want to hear from you, the <laughs> listener. Uh, so anybody else like? uh, drinking heavily and binging Halloween candy? No? Good? Oh. Okay. Yeah, we, we avoided buying Halloween candy. Because we bought insomnia cookies, and we bought yeah, we 12 did. of them, and then got extras. <laughs> What's an insomnia cookie? Oh, my okay, God. Okay, so wait a second. Hold on. Before, <gasps> we, before we dive into that, we have to preface okay. our anniversary is on... Halloween. Halloween. So okay. we went out for our anniversary dinner. We went out to a very nice dinner. And then... We decided that the dessert at the dinner place wasn't good enough, or I decided, because, you know, it was like pistachio almond cake. And, it's fucking delicious. Eh. So she came up with a wonderful idea of going to insomnia cookies. Now, honey, you could you could probably do a better explanation, but... Okay. <sighs> yes. Okay. So here we go. Ready? First of all, if you're drunk, go to insomnia cookie. Second... <laughs> My first experience involved me being drunk at Insomnia Cookie, so I say this from experience. Third, Insomnia Cookie is basically a place where you go to get uh, fresh-baked cookies, and they give them to you in a box warm. So they have all sorts of different varieties, but it's like any other place where you go that's like a seller of cookies. I think there's a place called the Great American Bakery or something like that, or Great American Cookie that has been in a lot of malls around the country. Um yeah, fuck those places. They're not as good. So, uh, and this place is open 
Till 3 a.m. Till at least 3 a.m. So the the company, if I'm not mistaken, their business model was built around the fact that, like, college students have to, you know, cram (laughs) and they get the munchies and they also, you know, get drunk and need sustenance and what better than cookies. And so it's it's largely targeted at markets that are uh, college students, which is why you're more likely to find it in an area where there's a college campus. Uh, But that is not always the case from what i've heard from other people um but they're just really good cookies and we went in and i was doing my typical won't shut up i'm super obnoxious behavior and i think once again not unlike the first time i went to an insomnia cookie they just wanted me to leave so they gave me a couple extra cookies and said have a nice night (laughs) and uh yeah they were delicious Delicious. yeah they're just really really good we did a comparison to their uh, from their cookies to the other cookie company that I was referring to earlier, and we really liked uh, Insomnia cookies better. They just had better flavor. Sponsor us, Insomnia cookie. You love us. Do it. Um, <laughs> nice. But yeah, so, so if good. you if you ever get the chance, or if you guys ever get to come visit us, we'll give you the cookies. We'll get you Sounds the cookies. Sounds good. Yeah. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. We also had a special cookie experience on uh, Halloween. It was uh, We were celebrating my nephew's seventh birthday, Ooh. and he is really into cooking, so he wanted to have a cookie competition at his Aww. birthday party, which okay. was just <laughs> like him and his siblings and parents and my mother and us and our kids and that like that was the party mm-hmm. and one other um aunt and uncle on on uh, his dad's side so they had there were f- there were four contestants and each each adult each group of adults at the party submitted a cookie so were these and pre-made then, cookies and brought to the party or were yes, they made we, okay. we, no, okay. we made them ahead of time okay. and brought them to the party. So and then cute. the kids got to be the judges of the cookie competition. It was pretty adorable. So the kids were the winners is what you're telling me. Obviously. Exactly. <laughs> okay. they, they each got to eat like three cookies because we gave them a half of each one. And Sounds they were delicious. Happy. I love um, it. Yeah, I did not win. Aw. What? Mine was the coolest though. Rigged. I made um, like brownies in a mini muffin pan mm. and then like... You know, you take a tablespoon and like just push mm-hmm. down the middle while they're still hot, and then I made green icing and put it in and like decorated them with sprinkles and a a pretzel stick, and they were witches' cauldrons. Oh, what? How did you nice. not win? Because apparently uh, it didn't taste as good as the gluten-free <laughs> peanut butter cookies with spiders on top. I don't know. How do you have a cookie without gluten? <sighs> oh, actually, people can't eat it. Well, they threw one of those truffle things on top of it. I think that's really all the kids were eating. Uh, yeah, that's true. Uh, well, this has a giant ball of chocolate on the top. Well, okay. <laughs> I guess it wins. <sighs> At least my son told me mine was the coolest looking. So There you go. Someone, anyway, that's a someone bonus. appreciated your cookie. <laughs> so anybody watch any TV lately? Yes. Yay. <laughs> Tell us. The Boys, season two. Oh, that's right. oh you finished it. Yeah. We did. We did. We did. We did. And we, as you know, because, <laughs> dear listeners, Karen received some rather hostile texts from us when we finished watching Zoe's Extraordinary Playlist season one. <laughs> we'll not apologize for those because, goddamn, but also, oh my God, but also, wow, and yes, and I need more now. Zoe's yeah. was great. Zoe's was uh, f- fantastic. 
Um, yeah, where to start? Do we start with uh, the, the boys the, or the Zoe? The boys. I remember Chris saying that they have no problem killing anybody in that show. Yeah. And they pretty much did it all in one episode. Like, so many people in that courthouse died. Yeah, when, so you, were, many. when you referred to head explody, I was like, all right, like, okay, we're going into the season. I'm just waiting for it and waiting for it. And, like, it happens to one person. And I'm like, mm, okay. And then I'm waiting and then I'm waiting. And all of a sudden I was like, oh, there it is. <laughs> 42 people's head explode in there one. It it, and it's not even is. all episode. It's just like a four minute span of an episode. Yes. And uh, spoiler alert, if you don't want to hear this part, uh, hit skip forward stop, a few seconds. Stop. There's so many spoiler alerts on this show. I know. That's true. That's true. But the reveal of her, who she was at the end doing all of that yeah who was making the heads explode i did not see that coming. i actually suspected at one point but was deterred in that episode where all the heads were exploding because she looked genuinely afraid like she did her like, reaction like her reaction mm-hmm. to the situation played she sold that yeah. business yeah like she sold it so well that i was like either this was written poorly or she's just that like that sinister and maniacal like she's just that good of a villain uh she's clearly i i think it's clearly the uh the, the latter oh yeah. uh, yes yes definitely um <laughs> this show is not prone to shitty writing no, no no it is not um so yeah i and i i am like okay because now we're on the topic of the boys like i think that um oh, i forgot her i keep wanting to call her liberty because i keep forgetting her her not her That's new name which one stormfront stormfront okay i they didn't show her ki- she she didn't die. They did not show her dying. They just showed her, no, her they torso. Carried her, they carried her off to jail, right? Wasn't she imprisoned or something? Maybe. She was she had no arms and no legs and Yeah. yeah. She got all but, de- de- uh, disarmed and whatnot and, uh, <laughs> and then uh, I think they I think they mentioned that she was in like superhero jail or something. But I think she was contained. I think that she's not contained, and I think there will be a return of her character because she didn't die. Oh yeah, like that's and and that's the great thing about not killing your villains, mm-hmm. uh, which is something that superhero movies and shows kind of. I think Batman '89 really started that thing where they killed the Joker, and it's like, okay, so you have to kill the villain at the end of your movie. Got it? And uh, it's taken a while for them to like get out of that and uh i'm glad that they uh that, that the superhero stuff has gotten away from killing what, the villains do you know flash the flash show is infamous for killing off their villains but kept keep kept bringing them back <laughs> like from another universe or another timeline or just another speed like there was like i i read comic books for many years i didn't realize there were so many evil speedsters until i started watching the flash <laughs> show <laughs> But well, they just kept picking through the comics. Like, well, let's see, we've got like 50, fast. 50 years of comics. Let's stuff them all into three years of TV. <laughs> yes. Um, what, what could else? possibly go wrong? Uh, so, yeah, so we watched that. Uh, I just, I can't say enough about the writing for the boys. I really do like it. I think it's compelling. I love the way that uh, I, looking at both... Um, uh, uh, Butcher and Homelander, there were times where I felt as though I could see them as two two sides of the same coin. Yeah. 
they but i mean homelander is at the end of the day more of a sociopath i think than any other character on that show and um as bad as butcher can get i don't i don't feel like he is quite as bad as homelander um well he was bad for a reason he was butcher no. was bad for it to, for the sake of getting his wife back but becca says like i barely kept like i wasn't keeping you together like i was barely keeping you together like you were already kind of broken was mm-hmm. what she implied you know so i think that he's always had a darkness in him and i think that it's well, just when a we different met his kind. dad we know exactly where it comes from oh for sure for sure yeah um <laughs> but fringe. that's part of the reason that i started to think about it in that way because like you know homelander's quote-unquote daddy issues come from that fucking crazy ass scientist um and the way Who's that he exploded? was raised <laughs> yes yes it did um so yeah i just I, I thought it was really interesting and there were it was weird because they almost made me feel sorry for him at one point uh like homelander and i was just like no like i'm not okay with it stop like stop doing this but also well done um oh sorry if you guys hear our cat in the background i can't control him he's out of he's just he's a monster there um, is no controlling cats that's just the way they work uh, yeah i know but he's he goes into like full-on asshole mode when we try to do this podcast he's like listen give me a microphone okay i got things to say <laughs> well pay let him talk maybe he watched something to me. <laughs> as long he, as he doesn't start singing and saying the word jellicle a whole lot i'm sure we'll be fine <laughs> he's the fucking cat version of homelander okay anyway uh, I did see a bes- behind after like we had finished b- the boys season two. I I saw a behind the scenes photo of a Homelander that made me laugh. Because apparently he's supposed to be like you know the tallest and biggest and strongest of all of them, but mm-hmm. the actor is actually pretty short. So they put him in like, um, you know, costume. People were like, we could just put platforms in your shoes, and <laughs> and he was like, can they be heels? And he's the the costume people were like. Yeah, but they don't have to be. And he's like, can you make them heels? So it's like a picture of him in his full getup. And he's got like these nine inch heel platform heels. That is amazing. It was, it, there was, there was a, one of the episodes where he was getting involved with himself with the, the, the shapeshifter. Uh. And I like as I was watching that because he was the shapeshifter version of him was wearing a negligee, and I was like, I wanted to see his physique because I know it is not that blue padded thing. Like I felt yeah, he was you very can gangly. Really see that that that's not his body under there. <laughs> so yeah, that was so much fun. I'm so glad we caught up on that because it's it's a welcomed relief from like it's so entertaining with there's there's no point to it there's yeah. nothing deeper than just people you know blowing shit up and killing each other or exploding heads and then it's just mindless and then we go all right next season coming up unlike well, it's not completely mindless because no. it's it's well, got it's really got a good heart to it which is what's so weird because it doesn't seem like it should but it's true it 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 does bring uh, an appropriate amount of feels when it needs to, and I think that's really what makes the show so special. Because if it was just pure depravity, then it would, it would, it, it wouldn't, wouldn't be, be all that special. Yeah, because there's all kinds of pure depravity out there. That's not something we're lacking on well, in, in the, TV shows. The, the the issue that I had with this is we watched it. 
pretty much right after a show that is built on feels. Yeah, because we that put is that at on the end, Zoe's. At the, yeah. the, the culmination of all of the feels in Zoe's extraordinary playlist, which Oof. <sighs> Oof. we all saw it coming. We knew it was going to happen, but good goddamn that show! They made it hurt. They made it hurt. They really did. Yeah. I ugly cried. Oh, so did we. I thought of you so much, though, because I was like, here, watch this show. Like, you know, n- knowing your history and just being like, no, it'll be oh, fine. that's right. That was the response. <laughs> like, <laughs> Yeah, I'm an asshole. But sorry, not sorry. It's still really good. You know, it's it's cool. It is what it is. Um, It is a good show. That ending musical number of American Pie, you guys. I mean, I didn't even watch through the show, but I happened to walk in as that was happening. And I was like, well, that's a that's pretty effective. (laughs) (laughs) That's a mighty fine use of that song and some singing. I mean, it was a little tough because like I cannot hear that song without hearing the Weird Al version. And <laughs> I said the you. same thing. I said the same thing. Evan has had to actually ask me to stop, stop singing that, that version. Yeah. So. And the answer is never. Thank you. See, they get me, honey. Yes, they, they do. They get me. So anyway, what have you guys been watching now that we just like had our love rant about these shows? <laughs> well, uh. Uh, we did just finally a, a few days late get to uh, get to get up to speed with the episode of the Mandalorian mm-hmm. that just came out. Honey, do you want to take that? I would love to take that. Um, I <laughs> take think it this like show the is... Star Wars whore you are. <laughs> it was it was nice because it was it it started off and I'm like I I really love Star Wars. I just love Star Wars, and I'm really in the mood for some Star Wars right now. It's 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 just the right thing for my <laughs> and mentality then, boom, at the moment. Timothy Oliphant in the and mood. Then t- I was like, <laughs> "What?" When he came, because I just I did just didn't know. I wasn't paying any real attention. I wasn't paying too much attention to what was like going to come up on this season, right? Because mm-hmm. I, I like being surprised by stuff, especially Star Warsy stuff, and. I had no idea Timothy Oliphant was going to be involved. And man, when he showed up as Space Raylan Givens, I was as happy as a guy could be. <laughs> Space Raylan Givens. Oh my God, that was fantastic. I mean, you guys, he's a marshal. He like, was, the character is a marshal. He was so totally Space Raylan Givens. I loved it. Like, here's Timothy Oliphant doing his Raylan Givens thing in the Star Wars universe. This is. A goddamn delight! I just, I just love it. I just love everything about it. No, it was, it was a really good, it was a really good season opener. It was a really good, uh, night, night, yeah. solid episode. Some... We just watched it, like right, like maybe an hour or so ago. And I remember hearing last season that this season we were going to find out what happened to Boba Fett. Yeah, <laughs> and when that, like. Of course, they you know open like the the saloon doors swing open and there's a silhouette of it's Boba Fett and I'm like Boba Fett's looking a little little gangly there. What's exactly the, what's going on? Here? That's what I said. I was like, oh, it's gonna. They said they were going to Tatooine. I was like, oh, that's right. I remember them saying that they're going to be doing something with Boba Fett. And uh, as soon as the door opened, I said to Karen, "That's not Boba Fett." <laughs> 
because uh, it, <laughs> yeah. no, it's it was it was so brilliantly devised to not be Boba Fett. It's like, oh wow, yeah, no. Who is this oh tall drink of water? It's Timothy Oliphant. It's Boba Font. It was Boba Font. So, <laughs> did Boba you guys Font. already know about the timeline of the show? Because I remember previously discussing this, and I don't know if I had talked about it with you guys, but I didn't know what the timeline was. So, people were not sure if this was like before Yoda was a big deal or after. And apparently, this is after everything happened. Yeah, no, that was pretty well laid out in the first season that it was but, after the empire fell oh, yes okay. but yoda was a big deal how do they not know this that's thing? what was so confusing to me i was like this can't this be mini yoda yeah. how do they not know like yoda was part of the resistance but wasn't and, it that like yoda was a jedi a and fucking, then like yeah. the jedi have kind of disappeared though right the jedi have disappeared it hasn't been that long this is kind of a general problem with star wars <laughs> like timeline <laughs> so think about it all right we have all of episodes one two and three we have the uh, the prequel trilogy and like the jedi are involved in the government of like the galaxy there's right. no way nobody doesn't nobody doesn't know what a jedi is right right and in the prequel trilogy like or so so that ends and then the original stuff happens like not long after the prequels are over right like 10 15 years something like that like luke's Looks pretty young in, in A New Hope, right? Yes. Mm-hmm. So the Jedi have been gone for what? Like 10 days. 20, 20 <laughs> years tops. Tops. And I mean, like, let's stretch it to 20 years. The Jedi haven't been a thing, but they were pretty deeply ingrained in society, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So now Luke grows up, and in like, Ray and, and Finn are talking to, to Han in uh, The Force Awakens about, like, like were well, the Jedi are real? What? And like, or what do you mean the Jedi are real? There's like, there's clear documentation of their existence all over the place. Even in uh, New Hope, when Han Solo is just like, you don't believe uh, you don't believe in the Force, do you? Like, yeah, I've seen a lot of stuff. What do you mean you don't believe in the Force? It's fucking there. <laughs> like, it's it's not like it's something to believe in. It's like saying I don't believe in toast. <laughs> I haven't seen toast in a while, so clearly it never existed. Like, wh- what? <laughs> toast is only real when you're having a stroke. So yeah, that uh, I, I just chalk that up to uh, I guess everyone in the Star Wars universe is really forgetful. <laughs> okay. But uh, it's a convenient storytelling plot hole that a plot device. What? Of all what the things people complain about yeah. in Star Wars, it's like oh that's a plot hole. Like nobody seems to get pissed off about the real plot holes that are in Star Wars. <laughs> okay, I guess listen, because at the end of the they're day, they're fighting really a lot of wars not- in the Star Wars universe. They don't have time to educate educate people on fucking time okay that's it. you know what it's not a big deal because it's fucking space wizards <laughs> it's space wizards that make me feel really good but at the end of the day it's not shakespeare it never was and it's never gonna be it's star wars and it is deeply flawed and it's one of the reasons i love it so yeah uh i i, I thought it was a really great episode i thought it was a lot of fun it's uh it is such a Dave Filoni show. It's so ridiculous how it's live action, but it really does have the same feel as his uh, like Clone Wars and uh, Rebels. Mm-hmm. It really has the, the same... It is definitely his signature all over it, and it really mm-hmm. gets 
he that dude gets what makes Star Wars work, and I love it so much that he's doing this show. And I love that it's so good, and then I love that fucking real Boba Fett shows up at the end. Where? That was super cool. Wait, what? <laughs> the what dude? That, oh. that, remember the last shot of the episode? Yeah. That oh, dude? that was fucking Boba Fett? That was the... Well, all right, there's a oh chance that it wasn't Boba Fett, because that was the actor who played all of the clones in... The Clone War movies. See, this is this is why we can't we can't even Star Wars without Chris. We just can't. He was oh, he couldn't really tell. He couldn't really tell skin tone in that particular shot. But no, that was that dude. And I, I I remembered hearing a rumor about something like that. And as soon as he turned around, I was like, oh shit, that's Boba Fett. That's the guy. And then you know his name showed up in the credits. I was like, yep, that's yep, okay. Now, there's always a chance that that's some other clone, but... Uh, that's I don't, true. That's a very I, valid point. I suppose that it could not be Boba Fett, but... Uh, Wait I a think, second. But if I you have thought, the option to make Boba Fett in it, why wouldn't you use Boba Fett? Exactly. But I yeah. thought Boba Fett was the son of the dude that they made all the clones after. He was the clone of of Jango Fett. J- Jango Fett's payment for being cloned in the first place was an unaltered clone to to for of his own okay. so like and so he got a mini me yeah he got a mini me basically okay fucking star wars wow <laughs> nerd 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 star wars space <laughs> dork 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 mm-hmm. so, so yeah i was very happy with it uh they didn't again they didn't overuse the child which is a wonderful thing because uh <laughs> That's a that is a character that could very easily be overdone. Although I, I really need to rewatch season one because I I could have sworn they ended season one with the child not being safe, but then in, they're showing on the previous season stuff like oh maybe they did I, I don't know, whatever man. I think they're using the child as sparingly as necessary because he, every time I see it, it's it's still cute. Yes, it can quickly turn from being cute to like all right now you're just breaking like my concentration um when there was two scenes one where his little ears were flapping in the breeze on the bike that yeah. made me that that warmed my heart and when he knew shit was gonna go down and actually pushed the button on the little whatever to close his pod, <laughs> to close his yeah. pod that was funny <laughs> that was pretty great that was some solid entertainment right there <clears throat> The thing that made me happy about uh, Timothy Oliphant showing up, besides that it's Timothy off with his pants, is... Oh, um, yes. That reminds me. <laughs> I mean, we're not thirsty here. Um, is you. that uh, I learned after the fact uh, that that character, Cobb Vance, mm-hmm. my, is that right? Sure. Um, uh, I think so. I don't know. Was created in the Star Wars Aftermath novels. Uh, that were written by Chuck Wendig, who is a comics guy, was yeah. hired to... Uh, write these Star Wars novels and eventually got fired but when the uh, toxic Star Wars fandom attacked because he tried to put like some progressive shit in Star Wars. Okay. And then <laughs> How the- dare Star Wars <laughs> be progressive? And then the fanboys were like oh fuck this guy he ruined Star Wars fire him and so he got fired but now like his work is living on in the Mandalorian so. Well that's, that's actually nice. pretty cool. Nice. Yep. I mean, it's not cool that he got fired. But no, it's no, nice no. That. But, but his, his. And he's also, um, you know, he. <laughs> I mean, nobody doesn't need Star Wars money, but you know, he's a he's a very successful author on his own right. So okay, that's cool. Good. 
good to hear yeah. that. I like I like knowing that there are artists out there who are still making it. <laughs> yep. Um, what else, honey? Oh, uh, I don't know. We've been watching a lot more New Girl. Yeah, uh, we've been New Girl like is our go-to feel-good. Nice. And I am can now convinced that even though it's been a long time since we watched New Girl last, and like it's not one of our like go-to rewatches, I'm convinced that like Nick Miller is Chris's favorite character on TV because he laughs so much. <laughs> so at does it. So is it just Nick Miller, or is it that guy? I, mean, I don't know. Because but... every time I see that actor in something, I know I'm going to enjoy him. Yeah. I don't think I've ever seen him in anything else. So, yeah. You know, it doesn't that 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 I, I can't answer that question. <laughs> Okay. What was that show? Okay, so it's gonna be it like has Robin, six, Robin from from, from How I Met Your Mother, or she's um, she's also the agent. From agent one of the agents, agents from not agents. She's Shield, Maria Hill. Agent Maria Colby Hill. Smulders. Yeah, agent Colby, Colby Smulders. Smulders Colby Smulders was in a show. She is smoldered. Where she was like a private eye or a bounty hunter or something. Yeah, I know what you're bar. talking about. But I, we... I, I think I made you guys watch that show for some reason. <laughs> Maybe. His, he was in that show as like her best friend as a bartender slash bar owner yeah. <laughs> i like um, him he's a good actor yeah no evan and good. i agree that he is fantastic i also think that nick miller is sort of the uh television version of evan <laughs> um <laughs> maybe that's why chris likes him so much <laughs> to which evan has agreed and also uh I'll, I'll, he I'll. thinks that i am slightly uh like just just slightly. slightly shut up just slightly <laughs> come on now i don't i don't have the cute skirts own it <laughs> yeah we all wish we had a little more just day in our wardrobes yeah but, uh, we do and i read that she actually does keep outfits from the show because she likes them so much which just made me love her more yeah i mean i'm pretty sure that character is just zoe dishnell <sighs> what a yeah, beautiful human <laughs> uh what yeah, uh that- what season are you on sorry Two, three, okay. something like oh, that. I have no idea. Early, I gotta, I gotta pay more attention. Um, yeah, good times, good times. Yeah. <laughs> oh, you're not talking to me? Then why are words still coming out of that whole hole in your face? <laughs> what do you it's guys that think? Stupid of hole Schmidt? in your face. Um, I always liked Schmidt. Okay. I like everyone on the show. Good. I particularly like Nick. I find him to be the funniest guy. But I like everyone on the show. Yeah. Schmidt makes me laugh so hard. <laughs> ridiculous <laughs> i feel like sometimes they don't know what to do with winston and that bothers me but that's that, I think they that keep, they're finally getting it in season five the further on the show goes the, the more outlandish he becomes and it's like just to see how far winston will go like they made him a cop in the seasons that we're yeah i do remember that vaguely and it's just i, I like the episodes where he decides to like do something just to fuck with the other people like where he decided to to <laughs> convinced schmidt that he you know he really missed doing crack (laughs) and uh and the one where the thanksgiving one where he got the schmidt and his brother to like compete who is the who is the one true schmidt (laughs) wait was that him or was that that was coach i thought now coach was only like in the beginning he was only in the pilot and then you know yeah Yeah. coach Coach hasn't been back yet for us oh okay, okay 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 Yeah, I loved Coach, but they didn't really know what to do with him either, I think. I just, like, I think, I really feel like, and I'm curious to know what you guys are going to think when you get there, but I really feel like they finally figured it out for uh, Winston in the season that I'm currently on, which I think by, like, season four, I felt like they were getting, getting a better idea of it. So, I'm curious to know your thoughts. But, yeah, Schmidt is one of my favorites. All of the quotes that I 
tend to remember our Nick or Schmidt quotes. Like, like, he's just so, like, fuck it. I I looked up uh, some of the quotes just to see if I could remember any. And, like, one of my favorites was when he was like, she has a flip phone, Jess. She's either poor or a time traveler. Like, <laughs> <laughs> Schmidt does have some really good lines in that show. Oh and Max God. Greenfield is just really excellent at delivering them. Yes. He really um, owns it. And I'm glad they stopped making him try to be shirtless all the time because he's so pasty and it just makes me uncomfortable. <laughs> <laughs> yes, indeed. Yeah. Um, well, assuming life continues the way it's been going, I think we'll be watching a lot more. So, yeah, you know, that'll be good. We haven't we haven't yet um, hit our sh- hit our point where we're like, yeah, I feel like trying to go back to Ozark and see how that goes. <laughs> no, that no. hasn't happened yet. Just keep watching the pasty but not tasty Schmidt because he is he is funny and New Girl is We great. have also taken back a little bit more Cora. We're almost at the end of season two. Nice. Yep, we're almost at the um, end of season two. We just watched the one where Bolin saved the president. Yeah, Bolin, the that hero we need. Uh, team avatars back together. <laughs> yes. Makes me happy. Mm-hmm. I was very amused by Varric being in the cell that in in jail. Like he's like, yes. oh yeah, I built this cell for myself. <laughs> I, I knew I'd end up, up here someday. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so how Julie's do you feel about Varric now? I still don't trust him. Okay, okay. but I don't oh, well, he, know that I'm right. He has not done anything. Like he hasn't done anything to change anyone's opinion at this point. Uh. Just, <laughs> He's still, okay. he's still like, you know, who knows? Yeah. I got to go back and rewatch that show. I th- I just loved him from the beginning. I was like, I don't even care if you're shady. You're just super eccentric and I'm into it. I mean, he's fun for sure. Like yeah. just cause he's a, if he's a bad guy, it doesn't mean I don't like him. Yeah. No, but, uh, that's fair. Yeah. And, uh, I guess in my own time, I've been doing two shows one of which is I am I am keeping pace with the final episodes of Supernatural. Oh no! I'm oh. not going to tell you what happens. I just literally I'm, welled up and wanted to start crying. I'm okay, sorry. It's okay. I have, I'll just tell you a couple of things. I won't tell you what actually happens, but I will say I, I like where they went with the plot, especially at the end of the most recent episode. Um, <sighs> But Who's dying? Because no, they're they're not all getting out of this alive. I think. Well, I'll say that this. What do you? Who do you think is going to die? No, no, no. Go ahead. Say what you need to say. Maybe. <laughs> I was going to say. Well, no. <laughs> a lot is. A lot of the plot is fate. Is is hinging on the fate of Jack. <laughs> and I Jack. don't care about Jack. Nobody does. <laughs> the the Sam and Dean do. The Sam and Dean uh. do. Well, Sam does. I was going to say, are we sure Sam and Dean do? <laughs> yeah, Sam does, and Cass does, and Dean is like, whatever, I just want God to die. <laughs> yeah, that sounds um, right. I mean, like, I don't know what the hell I'm talking about. I've I've seen very little of it. <laughs> it so. was just a solid guess. <laughs> that was a pretty solid guess. It was. <laughs> indeed. Yeah. I Perfect, remember there being the... We, we watched... I watched the episode with her that had, like, the crazy housekeeper lady in it or something. And yeah. If I had to guess, I wouldn't say that they have watched any of the new episodes yet. No. Um, the other thing that I noticed and th- is that these, you know, were shot in COVID times. Um, and there are just, like, no extras anywhere. 
Aww. There's like as few people on screen at any time as you could possibly have. Yeah, that sounds it's like. Right. I mean, not that Supernatural is ever really shot in like super populated areas, but like there was like people around. This well, is they just have like, to go to like nope. a, a police station every once in a while, or you know, to a yeah. hamburger joint, and there's usually other people around. Right, and like I don't know, there was one scene in a restaurant where it was like you know they they shot it so it was closing time, and there was like one other person in there, and it was yeah. <laughs> All the way across the restaurant. (laughs) Exactly. That was Jimmy. He normally works in props, but this time they threw him in the scene. He could be a human prop. Yeah. So uh, that is a little noticeable, but I'm just bracing myself for the end. How many many more you got? There are three more to air. I've been watching them. I've been, uh, we recently re-got DVR in our lives. Mm -hmm. So I've been DVRing them. Thank you. And then watching them, you know, at, on a different day when I it's more convenient for me. But the last episode, I'm sure I will actually watch live with commercials and all. So, you know, because I'm 100 years old. <laughs> no, no. It's because We're you're a real watch, fan. We are never going to watch the final episode in this household. Ever. No, it's that not is happen. not true. It is going to happen. It's just... Do you see how well, long I, it took? I think you probably should because I'm gonna want to talk about it next month. <laughs> we will it's have fine. to skip that episode because you saw how long it took us to watch the the final episode, episode of Zoe. season one of Zoe's Extraordinary Play. Come on now, it's I like be- how you're pretending that it's my fault. It was. What? <clears throat> okay, girls, girls, you're both pretty. Yes, it's oh, true. No, I'm way prettier. <laughs> <laughs> you're definitely way prettier, but that you're both. I pretty. can hear you. That's hurtful. <laughs> I win. I'm just not into the salt and pepper thing, Evan. Uh, well, mm-hmm. that's okay because I certainly am. Oh goodness. <laughs> mm-hmm. Anyway, uh, so the other thing that I've been watching is I started Outlander. <gasps> oh, okay. Oh, my God. Okay. <laughs> oh. <laughs> so Angie's freaking out. I'm only four Did, episodes in. Wrong. Okay. I was thinking of a completely different show. Shh, stop Not talking. Highlander. <laughs> no, Tell no, me no. everything, Karen. Tell me your thoughts. Tell me your feeling. Are you okay. into it? Uh, so far, so good. Okay. How many episodes? Um, four. Okay. Okay. So, All like... Right. You know, she's traveled back in time. She's trapped at the castle, and you know, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Jamie's her friend, and she mm-hmm. hasn't told anybody the truth or anything. So, I don't know if she's going to. Um, but I like it so far. It combines a lot of elements of different kinds of shows that I like. It's a mm-hmm. period drama. It's a romance. It's time travel. It's a <laughs> medical show. It's a mystery. It's a little supernatural. You're like, welcome. It, mm-hmm. It's very cool. Like. There's more, way more to it than I was expecting, mm-hmm, I guess. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, it's supposed to be extremely sexy as well. I haven't yes. seen a lot of that. There's just a lot of, you know, some flirtation. So, no, every once- time I, wa- <laughs> she was watching the show religiously for a point in time, and I'm not into it. Every time I walked into the room, someone was having sex with someone else. Yeah, it will, it would trust me. I feel like they lead you into it gently and then they like, once they they Pound go, you. they just they just hit the ground <laughs> fucking. <laughs> they are just like hump city and it is glorious, honestly. 
It's well, I definitely got a sense from like the first episode that Claire is a person who's like comfortable with her own sexuality. Oh, so. very much so. I like Claire. Which it yeah, isn't something necessarily I would expect to see in a character in that era. Right. Not in the not in the you know Scotland in the past era, but in the post-war era. And that's something that I found really interesting about her character from the very beginning of the show is just this like fierce sense of self and independence and there are times where I feel that that aspect of her personality, like she'll go too far as a character. She is flawed and like, they're not afraid to show that about her character. Like one of the things that I think that's really cool about the show is that they, they kind of like test the limits of the characters in the show. Um, And sometimes they make mistakes and like they do, it's not like Sam and Dean where it's like, oh, we made a mistake. Like, well, everyone else is wrong and we're just doing the best they can. Like, no. Sometimes it's like, I did something incredibly immoral and wrong and selfish because I knew that it would protect the people I love and fuck everybody else and I'm okay with it. But I also know that it was wrong. And like, it's just that kind of stuff where, you know, they can look back on it and they do grow as people and as characters. Um, I will say that I am at a point now in the show where I've slowed down a little bit. One, because I know episodes are not, you know, coming out right now. And two, because, um, I, like, I, they eventually, I'm sure you are aware, do go to America and it's just not as, I guess, I don't know if it's because it's America or if it's just because of the direction of the story, but I do feel like I've sort of lost some of my interest over time. So I'm curious to see how you feel about it. Cause I haven't lost my interest enough to say that I'm no longer a fan, but um, mm-hmm. it's definitely just like, I think it was more interesting and more compelling previously. In yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. Mm. I'm about it so far for now. And I'm sure I'll get much further when I don't have to like switch between that and supernatural and i could just focus on it anytime i have time mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. i'm so excited <laughs> <laughs> uh so anybody else got any other anything they've been into um yeah i well i'm still watching all of my paranormal stuff but mm-hmm. um i came across this show it's an amazon original called truth seekers <laughs> Okie dokie. Okay. It's actually really cool. And it's <laughs> it's um Simon Pegg and uh Nick Frost. Oh neat. Okay. I like them. They are great. It is <clears throat> how do I, it is a sitcom ghost hunting I don't want to say sitcom. It is a comedic ghost hunting show. So uh Simon Pegg plays this manager of a internet company, Nick Frost plays that his lead installer who is also a youtuber that goes by the by like the handle truth seeker and he does you know ghost investigations and there's only a couple of episodes i think there was eight for the first season but each episode is a like a one and done but there is a a minor through line through them and it is so entertaining so much fun and at points, really, really scary. Because, like, there is a horror aspect to this show. And then there's the Nick Frost being Nick Frost comedic aspect of the show. So, I mean, it was... I came out of nowhere. Like, it's Nick Frost, Simon Pegg, Malcolm McDon- McDo- McDonald? 
McDowell. McDowell? McDowell is in it. He plays Nick Frost's father. Like, it's just a really well done show. It's very funny. Um, and it's, it's you know, it's right up my alley because it's, it's ghost hunting at its finest. Um, lastly, we caught up on um, the haunting of Bly Manor. Bly Manor. Bly Manor. Oh, cool. How was that? Eh. Uh, it it started out very strong, but um, I'm I'm currently reading the Turn of the Screw, so I I know what, that's the book it's based off. Yeah, of? Yeah, right? and I know that it's all I already know just from watching the show how different it is. But I think that the the truth of like the inspiration that they drew from it, I already see where it came from, and I think it's really cool. Um, I like it. I like the adaptation, like the aspects of adaptation. What I ended up having a problem with is, I don't know if it's because we needed to space out our viewing, but we did mostly a binge watch. And by the time we got to the second half of the show, I felt like it had peaked and then it started to go downhill from there. So I, I, I said multiple times, this could have been an episode or two shorter. Yeah. Like they did a lot of time hopping to, to you know to do explanation of people's backstory and they spent a whole episode doing one person's backstory which was unnecessary yeah like, they, they well, stretched it out to fill up like what nine episodes i think it was yeah so it was it was this character hannah um all of them again another spoiler she so i i know it's a spoilery no, show no, no, but i'm just I saying it like wasn't just the people. hannah one the hannah one was but that True. one in particular was like one of the, the like I felt as though that was the one that I was like Re- really did you need to do this but um spoiler alert fast forward if you don't want to hear this Hannah is dead and she is the housekeeper uh, or like the main housekeeper slash like mistress of the house um who's just helping take care of these children and uh she's like kind of she has these moments where she's like kind of spacey and you're like are you okay like what's going on and every scene where she has like a food or a beverage she doesn't really eat or and they're like blatant about it you know like Mm -hmm. she's not eating she's not really drinking what was that movie Uh, the i see dead people movie sixth sense Sense. so if you've seen sixth sense and you know like how that reveal happens you see all of the tells as this as this season goes on yeah so once they finally got to her episode you find out that she died minutes before the nanny or the au pair as they kept calling her uh showed up in the first episode so like literally the au pair the au pair walks up and uh she meets hannah for the first time and she's standing at a well and she's like spacing out kind of looking down on on in this well and uh, the little girl is like, hey, look who's here, blah, blah, blah. And the nanny goes up to introduce herself and and Hannah's like kind of spaced and all of a sudden she's like, oh, sorry, I, I kind of lost track of myself for a moment. And it was literally, that was the moment she became a ghost, but she was so strongly attached to this family in this house that she was completely in denial. And so she manifested like a real person. And because she had just died, no one was suspicious of it because there was only one person who was there. And that was the person, like the person who killed her, who was just uh, another ghost, basically. It's, it's a um, ghost story, haunted house kind of thing, all rolled up into one. And it, it, it stretched too far. 
Yeah, I like remember it's, it's just predictable. First, it's also so predictable. Of Hill House. Like that was the first. Like there, this is apparently a, a, a series now, The Haunting. And then it's The Haunting of Hill House, The Haunting of Bly Manor. Like I remember the first one being faster. Um, what I did like about this season was there's a lot of looking for stuff in the background. Like, you know, like a, a scene, like there'll be a, a camera pan and yes, there, like there was a ghost hidden in that corner or there's something, you know, there's a, a doll's head turns in the middle, like that Easter eggy kind of thing. And that was, that was enjoyable about this, this show. They did this, that a lot more in the second season than they did the first season. Actually, there are a decent number of Easter eggs in the first season, but I understand what you're saying. However, they do as the season goes on for Bly Manor start doing less and less of those as everything gets revealed so and there's some stuff too where they had they just had ghosts in the background where like their presence was just there like the the very first episode the little girl kind of takes uh the audience on a tour of her dollhouse right like the the way the scene is shot you just see she's explaining to the au pair like some of the features of her dollhouse and then the camera is like panning through the whole thing and all of these dolls are representations of everything this little girl has seen in the house. And we get backstory on like maybe five to six ghosts in total throughout the series. But there's at least, if I'm not mistaken, and I'm going to have to go back and look, there's probably like at least 10 ghosts in the house well, they, when you see the dollhouse for the first time, even with the flashbacks. It's not all of them. them. It's not. There was one that looked like he was made out of bags is the only way I can explain it. It's not the soldier and it's not the doctor. And they never explained that one. Like, we don't really see that one. There were a few others that we saw. Um, I don't know. And then, the, like, the soldier's history was actually not explained either, even though... Uh, the one guy kept saying, oh, I used to see this this soldier and I was afraid of him until I gave him a story and then everything was fine. And you'll see the soldier that this guy was talking about in the background of like several different scenes, but nobody ever acknowledges or sees the soldier. And there is a point where they start explaining like what happened to all these different uh, ghosts that are in the house and why they're there. And like, he's one of the characters that just doesn't get an explanation. And it's like, why did you make him so prominent then? Um to fill nine episodes apparently i guess i don't know it was just it was like little stuff like that and you know by the time you got to the end you were like all right i already figured out where this is going like can we kind of move it along hannah didn't need a full episode of her backstory and the explanation and it was basically the same thing she's just like falling through time basically and losing track because the ghosts that's what happens to them right and so they'll get like pulled into memories or pulled into a different like moment in time and they'll kind of like lose their grip on reality temporarily. And, um, it was just really, really annoying happened to me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, th- I think that's 2020, 2020 is represented by a dead woman. Yay. <laughs> uh, <laughs> that's a shame. I'm disappointed to hear that was, you know, that you didn't like it. I it's not that obviously not like a it. horror person. Well, okay. That it, it, you know, I just, had, it had problems. Yeah. yeah. I didn't love it as much as I hoped I would. I know what you mean. I'm not a horror person, but I did know that uh, it was a, a role Coley was involved in the project, and I was really wanted him to be in something good because I he, like him. He actually mm. he he did a really he was a charming. He's always charming. Guy. I, love like, him. I liked his character a lot. Yeah, it was. I, I I will say he was one of the strong points of the show, and I think that 
overall the show is good it's just that it's i just felt like the ending just i was i was happy for all of the characters and the things that played out and how it played out but i was i mean aside from hannah dying that kind of sucked but like the weird thing is is like american horror story for it being an anthology and it being so many different genres or errors or whatever the difference is between the seasons it always had a quality and a, and a pacing that was pretty much uniform throughout now sometimes you got like a season that like was just too gory but it was still of the same quality and of the same pacing and, and whatnot um this was very different and that's that like if this was two different shows like they weren't attached to each other i think it wouldn't have felt the same but it's it it feels disjointed like it's hey it's another scary story let's tell it kind of thing it, it just felt i don't know why they attached the two of them together uh um, i don't know i think they're connected in the same way american horror stories is connected and honestly i would argue there's some pretty shit seasons of american horror stories so but they all feel they like but yes i agree with that but it's for not for they all have the same feel though yeah this did too to me yeah. i thought it did i don't know there we go so anyway we agree to disagree all right well sorry that wasn't better for you guys but at least you get to see something spooky in uh in october we mostly stuck to movies for our spooky watching i think my kids this is the first year they really really got into nightmare before christmas and it made me very very happy to the point where they're still asking to watch it this week nice which i told them is totally fine because you know um, it's It's also a christmas movie (laughs) it's also a christmas movie so yeah just keep watching it until january i'll be fine with that that's actually really really cute that they're so into it and that makes my heart very happy yeah ellie especially she's you know she's super into oogie boogie and jack when i worked at hollywood video in booton one of the employees there played that movie because we were only allowed to play certain movies like certain rated movies and that was on every day to the point like I, I I understand why people enjoy it. I just can't I can't sit through it anymore. You heathen. I am a horrible person. Nah, I forgive you. Appreciate that. Yeah. Aww. <laughs> well we're all about love and peace and happiness here. Yes. Totally. So uh why don't we uh take a break before we get to our main topic and uh we will regroup and be back in just a few. Stay tuned. Are you enjoying the podcast you're listening to right now? Of course you are. But did you know that it's just one part of an entire network of geek-related goodness? Geekade.com is your one-stop shop for fresh original content no matter what your geek is. Each week you'll find articles and podcasts about comic books, horror movies, X-Men, music, video games, music in video games, Transformers, anime, TV shows, tabletop gaming, wrestling, beer, and more. And hey, if you want to help us create even more original content, please consider supporting us on Patreon. That's available at patreon.com slash geekade. What's your geek? Geekade is looking for some partners. If you have something you'd like to advertise on any of our podcasts, our powerful overlords are ready to talk to you. Send your proposal to mail at geekade.com with the words podcast ads in the subject line, and our diligent army of trained ants will put you in touch with the head of our advertising department. 
With a weekly audience that reaches well into the dozens, GeekAid is the perfect place to get your ads into the ears of the right people. Once again, that's mail at geekaid.com. Send your ad in today. And we are back. We are here to talk about Shit's Creek because we need to talk about things that are funny and great and not have anything to do with real life. Um, yes. So it's Schitt's- also worth mentioning we had like a 10-minute discussion on the show, Miraculous, over the break. Yeah, I kind of wish yes. we were rolling on that. Miraculous is a cute kid's show and you should check it out. But if you're an adult, you don't need to. <laughs> um, anyway, Shit's Creek uh, debuted in 2015, ran for six seasons. It started on CBC, the Canadian broadcast casting company it was uh, picked up in america by pop tv of all things and i still don't know what that is yeah <laughs> well it gained mainstream popularity when uh, netflix picked it up uh it's about a privileged family of successful entrepreneur father and soap actress mother played by eugene levy and Catherine o'hara and their adult children both of whom come off as spoiled and vapid at the outset uh, the family loses their fortune to some kind of tax fraud scheme thing and they're form- forced to move to the small town of Schitt's Creek, which Father Johnny bought for his son David as a joke and uh, live in a crappy motel there. As their lives change due to their fallen statuses, they all grow as people and to different degrees and uh, the clashes between their attitudes and belief that they've known their whole lives and the reality of living life for most people in America uh, provides a wealth of comedy. Chris Elliott is the mayor of the town, Roland Shit, and there is a whole cast of hilarious townies as well. So in this episode, the family decides they should all have a family dinner together, despite none of them really knowing how to cook. Uh, Johnny seeks new office space to start a new business venture, and Alexis breaks up with Ted, whose proposal she recently turned down, to be with her new guy, Mutt. So I don't know that this was the best and most funny episode that I, you know, whatever chose. There are some, some characters, particularly Alexis, don't get shown in the best light. That sad Ted is very, like, hard to watch. But there's also some great sibling banter. You get a good taste of the townies, especially the scene where Johnny is a conversation with Twyla while she's holding all those plates. (laughs) And uh, the scene where David and Moira make enchiladas is an all-time classic. I know Chris and I are big fans of this show, and I don't think Evan and Angie were into it as much before now. So let's get into it. What did you guys think? Okay, so first I have one more comment to make about Miraculous. Uh, They told me, they just said, listeners, if you're an adult, you don't need to watch the show. But they did recommend it to me. So I don't know what that says about me or what they think of me or what that means. But just... We recommended it that. to her as a Sailor Moon fan. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Moving on. So there, there's a <laughs> specific... We did not recommend watching the whole thing. You should just see it and yes. say, okay, this is cute. I get it. And then move on with your life. Yeah. Okay. Oh, <clears throat> that's different. But back to Shit's Creek. Okay. Um, I Okay. Evan has seen more of this show than I have, but I, I thought even not knowing anything, I liked going in not really knowing anything today, and I had a lot of fun watching this episode. Oh, I'm so glad. So, yeah. I especially felt for the waitress be- uh, with the plates. Like, I literally, <laughs> I, I literally in my notes wrote, oh my God, those plates are <laughs> because I have been that person when waiting tables, and it takes a lot of skill to be able to stack that many plates, and it takes more skill to be able to carry them and have a conversation 
conversation for as long as she did. And I just felt for her like so very much. Mm -hmm. But um, yeah, I thought the, the whole episode was, was very funny. The attempt to cook together was great. The dad was to me the highlight of the show, especially the interactions when he's like, yeah, I want an office. And the guy's like, yeah, you can just, you know, clean up, move those tires. And he's like, or I could not do any of that because I just want an office. And the guy's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. But, you know, you might have to file some papers. And he's like, no. Like that whole bit, I was like, yes. The garage opens up at eight. But if you show up a little early, even better. Yeah. <laughs> like that to me was hysterical. It was great. And I thought the sibling banter actually felt pretty genuine. But um, I'm having a hard time buying that the brother is straight. Uh, the brother is Pan. Oh, okay. Okay. Uh, there's a pretty famous uh, quote from the show. Um, he ends up involved with Stevie, who's the motel clerk at one point. I think that's mm-hmm. evident in this, that they had gotten together at one point. Right. Um, and uh, I, there, there's some discussion where they're buying wine and uh, she has found out that he is not only into women. And she's like, oh, I only drink red and i thought you only drank red too and he's like oh. no i drink red and sometimes i drink white and sometimes i try a rosé and there was a guy there was someone who was a, a merlot that used to be a chardonnay and like there's a whole like wine metaphor for him being pan and it's pretty understand. cool okay yeah so no david is not straight <laughs> he's not okay. straight that's that's what the thing where i was just like i'm cool if he's not but like he's not selling it for me now it makes more sense because he's just not and it's better now okay right (laughs) (laughs) um but yeah otherwise honey what are your thoughts on that episode because you have seen more of the show he he stopped watching like after the episode that follows this one yeah yeah my memory was that like you didn't like it because you just thought all the people were like annoying and horrible. So that's that's the thing. I decided that if I watch this in small bursts, I enjoy it much more. Ah, so be, because you have to admit they are all horrible people. Oh yes, okay, they're, they're the worst. They certainly start that way. They are the worst kind of people. But in small doses, maybe one or two episodes at a clip, it's fine. Um, Eugene Levy is absolutely the best Brilliant. part of it. He's, him and Catherine O'Hare, O'Hare <laughs> did not get a lot of screen time in this episode. Yeah. But she was is so great. fantastic as She well. makes a meal of every single word she gets to say. <laughs> David, what, why are you saying <laughs> it that like, way? <laughs> I can't explain cheese. it to you any better than that. <laughs> I can't fold the cheese. Oh my God, it was so good. Um, in this, in this episode. I don't the- know how to fold broken cheese like that. <laughs> Um, in this episode in particular uh, I was pleased with Alexis Mm -hmm. her her like she is yet again she's horrible but like just to see her wrestling with the thing that she was trying to do but still trying to be nice (laughs) and like Mm -hmm. there was a lot I'm not sure if it was the tenor of his voice or the fact that he smelled just like baby powder when she (laughs) said (laughs) That said, um, like everything, this is just—it's almost a whole show of like non sequiturs. Like there is a through line of some sort, but they keep bouncing back from each independent storyline, and it's like four or five different shows in one. What is it? Twenty minutes? Because 
the Johnny Rose, him getting in office. You got Moira and David cooking dinner. You got Alexis breaking up. You got uh, the whole Mutt and Ted situation. Like, there's a bunch of things rolling. Well, that's just... That's just well-written TV with plots and subplots. Yeah, yeah. That's <laughs> and and that's with the, unfortunately that's a rarity. <laughs> like they're spinning a lot of plates and they're doing it. They're doing it well. Yeah, I it doesn't personally seem like a, a shit show. Yeah, I personally <laughs> don't like. I can't watch that much of oh, the horrible characters. I start feeling bad, and then I you know. I, it's the well, show. the the, the point of the show them. is, as it goes on, and and you started to see it in this episode, is that they become better people for having lived in this town, mm-hmm. and you started to see that a little bit in Alexis in this episode, and they continue to be shitty people uh, as the as the show goes on, but as the show goes on, it's less and less so until they're they're all pretty genuinely likable. Um, I yeah, think Moira's def- the only one who doesn't really change much. And that's fine, because she is absolutely hysterical. But it, it, is a, it is a slow burn, but you do... Those little things that you started to see in Alexis, you see more and more of as the show goes on from every character. And it's it's part of why I enjoyed the show as much as I did, because I'm I'm like you. I don't like watching... That's the reason I've never really been able to get into uh, like like curb your enthusiasm. There's just if it's just well these people are shitty and that's the joke is that these people are shitty. Like well, I don't think that's all that funny. I don't I don't get a lot out of watching shitty people be shitty, even if it is genuinely funny. I can watch it for a little bit. But the reason I wound up really liking this show in the end is because the point is is that they do get better and they do it in such a natural and slow progression. That it's actually quite impressive to watch. Yeah, it's like a, a cumulative effect. Their well, character changes. So now you could see that um, David's relationship with Stevie is changing David. Mm-hmm. And Alexis's relationship, I think, more with Mutt than with Ted. Like, I think that's changing her more. Does mm-hmm. Johnny get someone? Because I really, really want it to be Roland. Like I, like, I <laughs> they want always them to have be sort besties. of an adversarial friendship. Okay, they do get to be considerably more friendly with one another, but it is always slightly adversarial. Okay. Um, yeah, um, those characters are always involved with each other? Like, I don't want to spoil anything. I mean, I know you don't care about spoilers, but yeah, I mean, the relationship with Stevie is an important one in David's life, but it's not the character he ends up with. I'm just saying, like, you could see, like, because he is is in a relationship, like, because she is in his life now, he is growing as a human. Yes. And the same goes for I'm, the way I see it, Mutt and Alexis. Like, she is slowly growing as a human Johnny I think I he's still pretty oblivious I mean he seems to be a decent I, I no he still seems pretty oblivious to the whole being a good human like I love Eugene Levy I think he's a phenomenal actor but he's still like there's just something there that I I, I want him to have a, a Stevie in his 
in this world for him so that he starts to grow and starts to change. Mara, I'm okay with her being <laughs> Catherine O'Hare all day, all night. <laughs> <laughs> and you know what I you know what I think it is for him is I think it's um his kids seeing his kids okay change the way that they change throughout the course of the show. I think that's I think that's his thing gotcha. that helps change him. And I think for the kids it's a kind of a, a factor of, you know, in their previous lives they were able to um, people were kind of disposable to them. Like they were able to just like when they were not into someone anymore it was just like whatever we're done with this person and we have the means to move on and not see them anymore and and get away from them if we need to Mm. and in in their lives now they're trapped where they are there's only so many people there and like stevie is like the only person in town david can stand so he has to you know work through his issues and and you know maintain his friendship with her and when I, that's very good for him. Office, is, is, is this a safe? Is this safe space? A safe for space for us? <laughs> for <how>? but <laughs> yeah, like, their yeah, interactions it's, it's, are great. It's as if he's never had to like deal with a conflict a with a friend like that before. <laughs> also, deal with somebody who's very much his match. Yes, like his equal. <laughs> she, uh, she can absolutely keep up with him in the snark department. <laughs> there was, there was an episode. That he was trying to build something like a, a, a case, the cedar chest, the cedar chest, and he asked her for tools to build the cedar chest. And she goes, "Oh yes, just go, just back to the shed. There's a box labeled tools for building a cedar chest." And he goes, Is there? And she goes, "No." Oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, Stevie is Stevie is a wonder. And and even she, uh, you know, when you get into the later seasons, even even the people in the Did towns. Did you do that on purpose? What? No, it's Stevie, Stevie is a wonder. No, I didn't do that on purpose. <laughs> we broke Pause for laughter. No, it's my brain is showing me a, like a camera view of your 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 room where Chris heard that and then just slowly turned to you to go. Did you do that on purpose? Uh, yeah, that's basically it. Um. But even the people in the town start to be changed by their relationship with the roses too, because Stevie is the the prime example of that, and she, you know, she has someone to 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 be Stevie with now, like right, she has and a she she ends up changing and growing and you know making her life better for herself in a way that if you know she had never met David, she probably would just stay where she is for the rest of her life. And if she hadn't met Johnny, like she, yeah, there's her relationship whole... with Johnny, in fact, becomes you know, stronger and much really? more important. Yeah, because oh. like, yeah, there's some unforeseen circumstances that, uh, like, she has some pretty significant life changes, and then uh, she winds up having a pretty solid relationship with Johnny. That's really interesting. Nice. The, I tell you, the show just keeps going places, and it's very cool. Nice, don't. I, as long as Catherine O'Hara is still Catherine O'Hara, it's... Oh, it's my a, God. She never stops. Was, she never was... stops, and the outfits never stop either. Oh, I Wigs. comment... That, that was another thing in my notes. I was like, what in the actual fuck is this woman wearing? <laughs> <laughs> it's it's always that. It's always that. And, I'm gonna, and I think it's always different. I don't think she ever repeated any outfits on no. that show. 
there's an episode. The only thing is that, like, when she's in pajamas, she is always wearing a vest with a brooch over her pajamas. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> the episode where she is asked to to film a commercial for a wine. Oh, the wine. Oh, her so Irvlingers. Oh my god. <laughs> that was her at her best. The descriptions of the wines that she was drinking when, like, she went to go taste them. Now, I don't drink, but even even I was like, oh, God, that sounds awful. <laughs> See, I just assumed that's how you think all alcohol tastes. So I actually, that is one of the few episodes that I actually was in the room for when Evan was watching that. And I was like, what is happening on this show right now? And also, yes, I want more. <laughs> Well, good. I'm glad that you guys... This is one of those shows that like, I feel like a lot of people like. And when a lot of people like a thing, that makes me nervous because it doesn't always mean that it's for me. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm very happy to say that this is not... Uh, exaggerated the quality of this is not exaggerated this is a this is a great show i mean with yeah even, there's a lot of those kinds of shows that i've never been able to get into like always sunny in philadelphia mm-hmm. and oh, arrested development yeah that are just like no these are the funniest shows on tv and they're so good and i've watched them and been like yeah i don't get it what but was this that, one yeah. really 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 got me what was the one that we were talking about evan what? there's another one too where it was like the the I'm picturing the show thing where it's like somebody under a bed what? and the feet are sticking out. It was like about another TV show about like terrible people. Oh, you're the worst. You're the worst. That, that, that's, that's just a show about horrible people. But like, you see, the difference between that show and this show is in in the show you're the worst. It's it's a show about two people that are horrible. They're just horrible people that find each other kind of thing, and that's it that's it's the story about them this is a group of horrible people that you're supposed to feel something for like like root for them to be better like in the other show you don't give a crap like i want these people you know johnny moira david you know i want them to be okay or at least i feel i should and then i watch four episodes i'm like these are horrible people they're never going to be okay (laughs) Nope. Evan can't turn off the judgment. <laughs> well, so. I am glad we all got to spend some time with the roses this week. It's um, always nice to see Eugene Levy's eyebrows, though. Oh, oh my God. God. The one thing that shocks me about this show is that my mother could not get into it. My mother is, like, the biggest fan of anybody who comes from, like, Canada and sketch comedy in the late 70s. She loves, you know, Chris Elliott, Eugene Levy, Catherine O'Hara. These are like people she loves. And she just didn't get the show. And I'm like, how can you, of all people who like love all these people who are involved, not like this? It just doesn't make any sense to me. That's kind of odd, actually. Unfortunately, sometimes there are things that I think should be made for her that she just doesn't like. And that's weird. Wow, this this show won four primetime Emmys. How dare she or was not that like just your for pick? Him? Hold on. This show swept the comedy category at the Emmys this year. Really? Yeah, like it yeah. won everything. All the acting awards, the writing awards, directing, and best comedy. And it, Seven it's, awards. It's so. I mean, maybe. Like I just I don't hear a lot about this show. This, like, I hear about the show from you guys, mm-hmm. but like always sunny and like those you hear from all over the place i'm kind of surprised that this is not 
like more like the, there's not more of it's vocal the little show that could i don't know what to tell you outstanding writing wow look at them mm-hmm. good for them Yes, watching the Emmys this year was very adorable with them all. They had a little, like, Emmy party where they were all together, like, wearing their masks and sitting at tables, and it was just very sweet. Mm-hmm. And they were all extremely happy for each other when they won. Yeah, I mean... Oh, and, and fun fact, the uh, waitress is actually Eugene Levy's daughter. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. Well, Doesn't look anything that. like him, right? No, not at all. Yeah, yeah. Wait, that so that's I knew about I knew Twyla? so it's David yes. and Twyla are both Eugene, are both Levy's, Eugene kids. Levy's kids. That's crazy, right? Because she was unable to be at the party, and then later um, Dan Levy tweeted like video that uh, he's like, "This is my sister's reaction," and her husband had taken video of her every time one of them won, and she just like would jump up and scream in her house. It's very Aww. cute. So the, I, the, I oh I thought there was a resemblance between uh, David and Johnny, and now mm-hmm. I didn't even think to look to see that they were actually related. <laughs> yep, father and son. Nice. And I'm I'm very happy that they got together and made this show because I think Dan Levy is a treasure, and I look forward to seeing what he does next. I concur. I second that notion. Is the show done? Like it's over? Yes, yep. okay. it is over. There are six seasons that you may binge at your. Leisure, and I highly recommend you do so because it will make you feel better. I'll watch those I while mean, I watch I know. Miraculous. <laughs> I know Evan says he can only take it in small doses, but I recommend getting as much of this into your eyeballs as you can at one time. I'm sure if once the, the show progresses and they become better human beings, it'll be easier. It's just that if I, they are just not, they're just not season they two. Are a, <laughs> they are a bit hard to take, especially in the first season. And I will also, in your defense, my love, uh, point out that Evan works retail. He sees the worst of humanity on a daily basis. This is true. Indeed he do. That is very true. Well, I think that's going to wrap it up for Shits Creek this week. It seems like it was a win for all involved. Um, And I am stalling a little bit because... I am going to throw it to my husband to give us the spiel, but I can hey, see that. Ready. Oh, he is ready. Look, Look at that. Live the dream, sweetie. And that's our show. You can get in touch with us at mail at geekade.com, as well as all flavors of social media that we inhabit. You can like us on Facebook at Geekade. Find us on Instagram at Geekade. Subscribe to our YouTube and Twitch channels for all our latest video content. And follow us on Twitter at the underscore Geekade, or follow the show specifically at Twepcast. You can also find us individually on Twitter. I'm at Geekade Chris. That's Geekade K-R-I-S. Karen, where can people find you? Shoot underscore the underscore moon. Evan, where can people find you? Geekade underscore Evan. And Angie, where can people find you? Twitch.tv slash LaraCraft13. Cool. If you're interested in more information about anything we discussed tonight, be sure to check out our show notes. And while you're at it, you can also subscribe to this and any of our other wonderful podcasts on iTunes, Spotify, or Stitcher. Or if you're super nice, you can leave us a review because any and all feedback is welcome and appreciated. Again, always remember to keep your eyes on geekade.com for more fresh original content. Back to you, Karen. All righty. Well, our next episode in mid-November will be our news episode as we uh, tried out this uh this past month to great success and after that in the beginning of december we will be back with our next main topic episode and it is now chris's pick for the next main topic so my darling 
darling dearest husband hi i've had a lot of wine and halloween candy and i can't talk anymore <laughs> darling darlingest my dear darling husband what is our homework uh i don't have a specific episode uh we're just going to talk about whatever however far the mandalorian has gotten so far so the mandalorian season two is what we will be discussing the next time we are discussing I'm really into the theme. I'm really into like pretty much the theme of anything that I've been. With. I love the Outlander theme. I love yes. the Mandalorian theme. Not for nothing. Though, I even the love the Miraculous theme, you guys. <laughs> the closing credits the for the Mandalorian are fantastic. They really yeah, are. Yeah. I love all that comic book art they put in there. It's really it's quite something. All right, that's going to do it for us this evening. For all of us here at this week's episode, I'm Karen. I'm Evan. I'm Angie. Rolling shit. Good night, everyone. And this concludes our broadcast day.